Welcome to the Make Disciples Podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples Podcast. Glad that you're joining us today. Joining me today in the podcast studio is Todd Velliber. Thanks for being here, Todd. Hey, glad to be here. Glad to have you here with us, Pastor Todd. And we talked a little bit about your title. We're going to refer to you as the outreach pastor. The serve pastor, the missions pastor, the sure, any of those. One of those. You're a pastor. I'm a pastor that loves how do we best love and serve our community. There you go. That's probably the easiest way to put it. I like that. Well, today we're continuing our season-long series entitled Good Theology Matters. And so over the past weeks, we've defined theology, we've shown the importance of developing one's own understanding of God and ways to do that. And last week, we talked with uh, Pastor Bob about how Reformed theology is what we teach and espouse here at Wildwood and the distinctives of that. And so today, Todd, you and I are going to talk about uh, the beginning of a series within a series, kind of. We like series and uh, sermon series and all that kind of stuff, podcast series. So we do that here. Um, But we're going to look at divergent theologies. And so what we've been talking about is how people have their own understanding of theology, and there's a lot of different perspectives that fit within the broad umbrella of Christianity. But there are theological perspectives that fall outside the bounds of a biblical understanding of God that's held within historic Christian teachings and doctrine. And so we want to be aware of these divergent theologies as we seek to develop our own theology. So today we're going to talk about liberal theology. And let's start with a very broad question, Todd. What do we mean when we say liberal theology? Yeah, before we jump in, I I think I'd first have to put everybody at ease to just say, hey, let's take a deep breath when we hear the word liberal. Yes. Whether it's connected to theology or church life, I think our minds naturally drift towards politics. And so we'll be very clear from the outset, that's not what we're talking about. Um, We're not talking about liberal politics in the church. We're not talking about Republican Democrat. None of that fits into the framework of what we're talking theology. And when we also use the word liberal, I think in our context that we're comfortable with here at Wildwood, we also tend to relegate that into a good-bad category. Mm. And I want us to be careful not to do that either. Just because we use the word liberal doesn't mean bad necessarily. In fact, we'd have to look at Jesus' own teachings when he talked about giving liberally. (laughs) That would actually be a good thing that we would give generously. So we want to use liberal in the context for what we mean theologically. And so when we're talking about this theologically, we're really talking about something that is drifted one direction or the other, outside the context of what we would consider good orthodox theology. So connecting it to last week, not even necessarily Reformed theology, but this has been the commonly held belief of the church that's rooted in scripture. So anything outside of that is a drift. Scripture speaks about this all the time especially in the letters in the New Testament to the New Testament churches. Watch out for this. Be careful of this. Guard your life and doctrine closely. We have all these encouragements to say, hey, there's always going to be a tendency in the human heart and in institutions and systems and in churches to drift. And so when we talk liberal theology, not espousing 
anything again politically. We're just saying something that's drifted from good, solid, biblical, gospel-centered, orthodox theology. Yeah. So our primary focus, and you explained it so well, is focusing on doctrine. And we can use the term liberal in it relate to so many other things. Sure. And so that's a very helpful statement to limit it. But let me play devil's advocate sure. for a second here and say, we're talking about liberal theology as something that is wrong, but can't we make the argument that things grow and develop over time? And as we have new, say, scientific discoveries, for example, or things like that, then Christianity should change? Yeah, that's... I think the scary thing there for people is always what we'd consider the slippery slope argument. Like, well, you know, God said it, I believe it. You know, you've got those mantras that nothing changes, you know, and yet we see in church life, well, things continue to change. And, and even, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, but one of the, the platitudes, if you will, of the Reformation was this idea of always reforming not necessarily leaving something, but always adapting. So yes, to your point, things do always change. And so how do we hold good theology, good doctrine, and apply it in ways that change to the culture around us without all of a sudden waking up and realizing, uh-oh, we're outside the tribe now, mm. or we've left the stream of, hey, this is good, solid theology and doctrine. So it is a difficult issue, and I'm glad we're talking about it. How do you know when you've left good theology and now you're in liberal theology? And maybe you left thinking, hey, I'm trying to do better (laughs) to maybe reach people or speak the cultural language or this or that. So it is a very difficult nuances to kind of really try to pay attention to. Yeah. And so maybe we can point to some theological markers that we see that when we're stepping over these bounds, we're leaving historic Christianity yes. and we have problems. So we can talk about things like, for example, the, the deity of Jesus. Sure. We believe that Jesus is God. And if we turn Jesus into a good teacher who had some nice things to say, then all of a sudden we're missing the point of Christianity. Absolutely. Um, we could talk about, say, for example, scripture. And we say that uh, scripture is divinely inspired God's word. And so that is our final resting point in terms of understanding God. Doesn't mean we understand the Bible completely, but we understand that that's where we go. And we see in some liberal theological circles where they'll start setting aside aspects of the Bible because it doesn't fit with their current understanding. Absolutely. And so things like that, we have to be cautious to say that when we're looking at this, what is our grounding? What are we going to hold on to? What is most important? Absolutely. And that's where you made some great points, whether it be uh, the deity of Jesus, whether it be application of scripture. And these aren't new issues. See, I think that's another thing. We hear liberal, we think, oh man, that's today. Our faith has been under, I don't want to use the word attack, but there's always this sense, even back, well, talking about the reformed faith, there was something that had to be reformed to say, we've got to get back. Yeah to the basics of the faith. And this is what the Bible means. So we've gone through all kinds of periods in church history where liberal theology has reared up. And this isn't a new phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to note is that as we think about it now, there's always been 
people who have been moving away from aspects of uh, Christian theology. And that's why we see even in the scriptures that it tells us, pay attention to this, watch out, be on guard. Um, One of the best books that I've read on this is by J. Gresham Machen, his book, Christianity and Liberalism. And so he's talking about this in a more modern context. I say modern, he was writing in 1923, so it's uh, almost 100 years old. At least in our century. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it's still a very useful book to say that you get to a point where what you're doing isn't Christianity anymore. That's right. So it's very easy to say that there's one that's good and there's one that's bad and we are on the good side and they're on the bad side. But I think we also have to recognize that there's a bit of a, a spectrum going on here where we can be pulled. Now, we don't want to turn it into a slippery slope mentality. And sure. When you start going down it, oh, you're on that path and yep. you're moving in that direction. But it is something that pulls us away. So how does this seep into our own theological systems and our own thought? I think the challenge for all of us is, especially in our modern context, we are taking in volumes upon volumes of information every single day and far more than we realize, even if we're not seeking it out. And this is one of the things I pressed really hard in the context of working with students, middle schoolers and high schoolers and college students through the years, you're in school or you're on social media or your time in front of the television or or YouTube or or what have you versus the time that I get to spend with you, maybe an hour on Sunday morning, a couple hours on a Sunday night, a couple hours on a Wednesday night. If you come to all of the things that we do, I can't compete. There is no way I can give you what you need in that short amount of time Versus the amount of time that culture, I think Romans 12, um, one of the translations that is my favorite, it says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. If it were shocking and harsh, our antennas would be up and we'd go, oh, whoa, whoa, that's not right. But the picture there is this slow kind of pressing in where all of a sudden you're being influenced and you really don't feel the squeeze. You don't feel, it wasn't that something got ratcheted down on you. It's this slow kind of squeeze. Or if we want to use a different analogy, a slow drift, I think is kind of what you said. How do we know that we're really anchored to the word of God and that we're not drifting? And it's going to come through our time in the word. It's going to come through making sure the teaching that we're sitting under is good, biblical, solid teaching, that we're being more influenced by the things of God than the things of the world. You've just given me the perfect opportunity to make a plug for our TechWise Church Conference. Absolutely. Now, this podcast is being released on October 21st. And if you're listening to it when we release it or on the day after, we have a TechWise Church Conference coming, coming up, up this weekend. Yeah, October 23rd. And if you are listening to it afterwards, hopefully we'll have, uh, we're planning on having uh, this uh, live stream as well uh, on YouTube. And so the conference uh, should be there. We have to figure that out, by the way. We'll so get we'll, it done. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it done. <laughs> Um, So a great opportunity to think more about how you use technology as well. Well, thanks, Todd, for being here and giving us just a little introduction to liberal theology. And thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We look forward to talking about more divergent theologies in the weeks to come. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. My thanks to Catherine Eckhart, the producer of this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida.